0: From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and today we're visiting with a very innovative uh, gentleman named Robert Joseph of Anti-Ordinary Helmets. Rob, thanks very much for taking the time to chat with us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Now, a new helmet, that is uh, a lot of work to get out there, isn't it? I mean... That's a competitive market and all sorts of things to get it get through to get something like this launched.
1: Yeah, it's been pretty brutal. Um, a lot of it was naivety. We thought it would be a whole lot easier than what it was. Um, but it turns out we had to invent a bunch of things to, to build what we wanted to. So it, um, it's taken sort of four and a half years now of pretty, pretty heavy work. But we're, we're there now, so I'm pretty pumped about that.
0: So what was it that made you feel like, you know, we need a new helmet on the market and I'm the one who can introduce this product? So
1: I, I'm from Brisbane, Australia, so the hot part of Australia. I actually didn't even start snowboarding until the, uh, the age of 17, but I was a pretty good wakeboarder, um, and I competed in wakeboarding nationally in Australia. Um, wore a helmet pretty much every day of my life, between mountain bike riding, motor bicycle, that kind of thing. And went to the snow for the first time at 17 and took the helmet that I wear every day, and I just hated the thing. Um, it, it was the most annoying thing, you know, by the time you got a face mask on, the goggles, the gloves, everything else. It just really, really annoyed me. and So I took it off um and then as everyone does you have a crash and realize it was really stupid not to wear a helmet but then figured a lot of people really don't like wearing one um and so we looked around and we realized that everyone who wasn't wearing a helmet wore a beanie so we thought instead of trying to make a helmet more comfortable why don't we make a beanie more safe and come at it from that angle and um like i said taking sort of four and a half years we thought it was going to be easier um but we're there now and um yeah, it's going pretty well. And so the, the whole concept is that it fits everyone perfectly. looks good. It's, you know, if you didn't know what a helmet was and you designed brand protection from the ground up for the snow, uh, it's what you'd build.
0: Now, when I heard I was getting to interview you, I went to your website and I combed through that and was looking at your product. It's fascinating. It's I love what you just said about let's make a beanie more safe.
1: Yeah, thanks. It was, it's just a different way of going about it, you know, and the whole anti-ordinary thing, we, we like doing things differently, and we, we thought that the battle was over trying to get people to wear helmets, because if you're all around the world, on snow sports, you know, slopes everywhere, we're all wearing helmets now, we're all making the wise decisions, so instead of trying to make people wear helmets, which that battle is, is for better, lack of a better word, over... Um, Now's the time to make, take brain protection to the next level and, and take it to the next step, particularly, specifically for the snow, not just sort of the same tech that we use in bike helmets over into snow as well.
0: Now, they're beautiful helmets. They look super comfortable. They look like beanies uh, with little straps that go under your chin. And I was just wondering about the safety standards. Uh, if I showed up with this helmet that looks like a beanie to my resort to report to work, uh, what's management going to say? Yeah, so they should actually
1: be pumped. Is what we're what we're going with. So uh, we decided we would never build something that wasn't safe. If we weren't happy to put grandma in it. We wouldn't build it. We wouldn't release it. So that was always the thought. And for us, we've just recently reached our certifications. So we're EN 1077 and ASTM F2040 approved. So they're the only two mandatory helmet standards in the world. And and most helmets only do one, but we've got both. And and in fact, we've got some of the best results we've ever seen in terms of drop testing from our units than any test results we've been able to find anywhere online.
0: Now, let's go back to uh your background in helmet safety you did a a thesis on this topic
1: yeah so i actually started this company when i was at university i was studying medical engineering um i've since been kicked out of university Uh, i didn't do classes in too long but i I got pretty much all the way to the end of my degree and um it was i'll I'll go back and finish it eventually but i did my thesis my final year engineering thesis and uh, what my theory is is that the way that we certify helmets these days is quite one-dimensional and now we have lots of different technologies like you know you know your rotational technologies like MIPS, Wave um, Wavecell and we're really not benchmarking them very well and so I set out on sort of a year-long journey to create my own helmet certification center that I hope to one day sort of implement particularly through my own company but through the rest of the industry as well so we can get smarter and smarter about the way we're protecting brains in different situations
0: now can you tell us about the anti-ordinary helmet again it looks like a beanie Uh, Is it soft and how does it protect your head?
1: Sure, so uh, it is soft in part, so uh, we do still use a plastic outer shell and a foam inner. We do have some non-Newtonian material in them, so we have a dual-stage liner with two different types of foam in the inside to make it nice and safe across a variety of impacts. Um, it has of course the cotton outer and a merino inner, so it's super comfortable, um, breathes well but also insulates well at the same time. Uh, and so we use a, a number of different technologies that we both have to invent and pull in from different um, industries. And so like I said before, we use the non-Newtonian material. So they start off soft and turn hard when you impact them. We pair that with EPP, which is a traditional helmet foam, but it's quite resilient, so it can be used over a number of impacts. Uh, we use a shell that's split up into many different segments. So effectively what that means is it's elasticated as well as has a carbon strip on the inside too for different tension members. And what that means is that it fits around everybody's head perfectly. We wanted something that anyone could put on. You don't have to go to a helmet wall in a shop or do those little adjusters at the back that make it feel like it fits. It fits everyone perfectly. And for a lot of us, helmets don't fit, regardless of what head size you are. And uh, we had a few people in our business and we all had the exact same sized head but we all had to wear three different types of helmets because of the way that it fit. And the goal was that we'd make this thing in so many segments that it fits everyone perfectly. You don't have to adjust it. don't have to try heaps on. It just goes on and works. And that's a, that's a big thing for us.
0: Now, one of the questions I saw was how does this work on a very direct impact?
1: Direct impact is phenomenal actually. So we are, um, our, for the certification test the european standard for example you have to get under 250 g and g is an acceleration measure um and so the less is better effectively the, the less g the less you know force your brain feels uh you have to be under 250 g and we're getting you know 160 170 ranges in some impacts which is so far the best result that us or our testers have seen from a direct impact helmet so we're, we're pretty pumped with that
0: can you go through a little bit of the R and D that you had to do with this product It's actually a lot of fun. If you see some old videos of us, the first thing we did was we built a little proof of concept in our backyard. We found some materials from different
1: products. We put it together and we started hitting each other over the head with a piece of wood. Uh, Because we didn't have any of the expensive materials that we could use to test it scientifically, the first proof of concept was actually me and my business partner Brody hitting each other over the pieces of head with plywood at the back of his house. Um, and, and once we once we did that, uh, did a bit of pitching, uh, found some money here and there, and we actually went through and started testing these things. And, and so what we did was we built small proof of concept, so so little ones, and we tested it. It worked really well. It worked really well. And then we optimized that, and then we started putting into a whole head thing. Um, and then once we figured out sort of the way that it all fits together on a helmet perspective, um, we worked through a number of different, um, you know, sort of prototypes, new iterations. It took, you know, four and a half years to get to the point where we're at. Um, And then, of course, we went over to a factory, Um, one of the factories who makes pretty much all the big brands' helmets over in China. um, And they decided they couldn't build it. Um, It was going to be too difficult. So then what we did was we had to then adjust that design back to something that was more sensible for them to be able to build. And then that's sort of taken a little bit of time as well. Uh, But we're at the point now where we sort of have this helmet. It's super manufacturable. It's um, easy to use. And the end product is something we're really proud of.
0: Where can people find it?
1: Right now, nowhere. Funnily enough, I, I'm in America. I've escaped Australia. Um, we're, we're raising some money for our company, so um, so we can go into you know, manufacturing on full scale. Uh, if you look up AntiOrdinary.co or a- any of our socials, just AntiOrdinary, uh, you'll be able to find us, and we'll be launching for the Northern Hemisphere this year. So there's a, there's an email sign up uh, on the website. So if you sign up to that, you'll be one of the first to know. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it at the moment.
0: Now, Rob, a couple of things before we conclude. One, I'm so glad you brought up those videos because I watched them and they are awesome. (laughs) They're a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun. People seem to like hitting me over the head with stuff. I don't know why. And then I also wanted to bring up that uh, I saw that you were uh, awarded as a young entrepreneur. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I was twenty
1: when we started this company, and we did a lot of stuff around sort of my hometown, Brisbane, Australia, and and we were lucky enough we entered a few different competitions, and and all of it was in in the um you know, in the pursuit of getting better. A lot of these competitions come with a lot of mentorship, and we get to meet a lot of really got cool people, and some who are still our mentors to this day. And we we're lucky enough, I think it was twenty seven or twenty eighteen, that we were sort of um, got one of the prizes, the Queensland um you know, young entrepreneur awards. Um, and also, yeah, we've been named Australia's emerging top creative startup as well a couple of years ago. So we've been really lucky with awards and that kind of thing, and, and but a lot of it, the awards aren't very important, but a lot of it, what it comes down to is the people you get to meet and the people who you're sort of in the class with. And so that was, um, we've been very grateful for that
0: part of the journey. Again, I'd really like to encourage the membership to look you up online and uh, tell us about the sign up one more time, your website as well.
1: Uh, antiordinary.co is our website and there's a little sign up sheet there um but we hope to do a lot of work with different organizations within the uh within the industry including this one um and so hopefully we'll be able to get some some good deals going through at some point as well so
0: um keep
1: your eyes peeled for that
0: rob joseph thanks very much for joining us on first chair really appreciate talking with you thanks
1: for having me have a good one
0: cheers from the psia asi studios in lakewood colorado i'm george thomas